This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Twas the night before Squigmas and all through the house, not a creature was stirring because they'd all been murdered by a Drukari. Welcome everybody to the nightmare before Squigmas, the return to GrotQuest, one of our most requested Valentine heresy spinoff one-shot non-canonical <laughs> nonsense shows. I am your GM, Tom McGee. I'm here with with three tremendous players who are setting forth on this holiday-themed slaughterhouse adventure. Uh, we've got Ryan, we've got Laura, we've got Dell, and we are playing Grot Quest, which is my reskinning of the amazing Goblin Quest game, which you can find uh, linked in our, our description. We have reskinned it slightly to be slightly more Warhammer 40,000 appropriate. If you listen to No Growls, No Glory, you will be familiar with how we've done this. But if you're familiar with Goblin Quest, you got some surprises coming. If you're not familiar with Goblin Quest, doesn't matter because we're going to go over the rules and we're going to cover things as we go. Beautiful thing about the system is it's nice and straightforward and it's it's really just about going through tremendous amounts of, of Gretchen's in a tremendously violent and, and fast and fun way. So without further ado, our scene begins at the famed war camp of the Gronch, uh, an evil war boss, uh, an orc war boss who has mustered a tremendous legion. He's building up to a wah. It's part of his New Year's resolutions. He's not quite there yet, but he's got a tremendous war camp built around him, and he is uh, slowly but surely preparing his, his force for war. That said, it is the holiday season, and this has always been a problem for the Gronch because around the holiday season, all of the Gretchens, the little space goblins in his army, start to get a little bit festive. Because they know the Red Gobbo is coming. And with him, all the treats and delights and presents of Squigmas. The one good day a year in a Grotz life. And I got to tell you, Grotz do not have a particularly good, long, or fulfilling existence. So the existence of the Red Gobbo and the gifts he brings to all the good little Grotz is a, a real gift that keeps them going in all those hard days where they're forced to run through landmines and get tossed as grenades and all manner of other things. But the Gronch, who lived in Gronchville, 
Squigmas liked not. The Grotch hates Squigmas, and he hates <gasps> that his Grots get distracted once a year. The orcs are, are big fans of Orctivus, uh, a festival where you have feats of strength and express your disappointment in your fellow orcs. It's a great way to go up the, the orc ladder. And the Grotch is a big fan of that, but he doesn't like all this festive nonsense that, that happens. So he is uh, a firm proponent of, of, of squashing any Grots who openly celebrate the Festival of Squigmas. That said, for all of you and your clutches, which are like little kind of units, little war bands of, of Grots, you like Squigmas a lot. And the good news is it is Squigmas Eve. All of you are sitting around a, a toasty fire. Just a, a good old-fashioned hobo barrel fire in Grotville, the, the the corner of the camp reserved for Grots. By reserved for, I mean you're kind of shoved into. It's downhill from the latrines. It's near the loudest and smelliest vehicle bays. And no one in their right mind would live there. But it's your home. So you're gathered around uh, the barrel. And although your your clutches of grots are, are around, only three grots are currently uh, sitting around this, this barrel fire in, in excitement. The, the glow of the fire, the roasting chestnuts, which are just rocks, but you're going to pretend, you know, glowing in, in the fire. Um, the, the lick of the flames dancing on your smiling faces as we, we meet our first three grots. Uh, you are, of course, waiting... Uh, for the only orc in camp who actually likes Squigmas to let you know that Squigmas is officially afoot. None of you can tell time. You have no idea. Mm -hmm. So you're waiting on uh, Clork Griswold, the one Squigmas celebrating orc, to come and tell you things are great. And if you're lucky, you'll get invited to his mystical Squigmas Manor, which is his shack outside of the war camp that he secretly decorates for Squigmas every year. He goes a little too hard, but his heart's in the right place. So you're waiting for Clork. You're sitting around the campfire. Ryan, let's start with you. What is the name of your, your clutch? So just for the record, from a mechanics perspective, everyone here is playing a variety of different grots, all from the same war, little warband clutch. They have a family heirloom that gets passed between them if and when they die. And when their characters go splat, another one just shows up knowing everything that's going on. So let's meet the first one. Ryan, who you got? So my first grot is called Splatwitch. He's green. He's tiny. He was a cook. He cooked for <laughs> other grots. He cooked squigs. He cooks dead orcs. He cooks dead people. He doesn't care. He's just a cook. And he likes to make stuff into sandwiches. Uh, his... <laughs> His special skill is eating anything. He can eat rocks. He eats whatever he feels like. If it exists, it can go into his face and then theoretically out of his butt. Maybe not all of it. <laughs> his insides are not great. He is a part of the clutch hot chocolate, the thing that they discovered while robbing a mansion, just rich Imperium people's mansions. They found hot chocolate inside it, cooked it up, and named themselves after it because they are a spicy, sweet bunch that will burn you so bad. <laughs> and they're heirloom because every clutch has an heirloom that they pass around. It's a fancy lady's dress covered in ruffles Aww. that they stole from this mansion and take turns wearing. So this tiny two-and-a-half-foot-tall grot is wearing a full-sized woman's dress in the Victorian-era style. It's red and green stripes and has big white ruffles at all the sleeves, and he's sitting around this fire with his friends. Incredible. And speaking of those friends, who are those friends? Laura or Dell? Who, uh, if one of you wants to, to jump in? There's, there's a little grot sitting around this, this little rock fire, and her name is Latimus. Latimus Bonk, which is their their 
clutch name, of course, Vonk, coming from all of the times that all of them in the clan attempt to get hit and or do get hit by orcs and then get smooshed. So it's a common sound to be heard. And especially for Latimus, because although she's supposed to be an ammo grunt, taking ammo and moving it from place to place, all Latimus cares about is Squigmus. And famously has a, a bunch of random Squigness decorations squirreled away. And one of them is the the clutch heirloom, which is a belt with a big bell on the middle that is way too big for a grot. And she wears it wrapped around and around her waist with this big bell hanging off because it was taken off of a Christmas squig years ago and then passed down through generations. But unfortunately, this adds to the bonk last name, considering that walking around with this jangly loud bell gets them squished very often. But she's just sitting by the fire being like, oh, oh, squeak, miss tree. Oh, oh, squeak, miss. We're going to see it soon. Incredible. A bell from squig misses long, long ago. Yes. All right. Amazing. And uh, Laura, what, what grot do you have? My my grot number one <laughs> of probably many. Uh, Hingle McCringleberry. Hingle McCringleberry loves squig miss. So Hingle, God, Hingle McCringleberry is part of the Jangle Clutch. They don't have any bells, but God, they love they love bells. Um, probably <laughs> very jealous of the Bonk Clutch, mm. and I would say if they didn't have something bigger to to uh, celebrate right now, they'd probably be going after them for their heirloom. Yes. Um, but right now, what their heirloom is, it's a wreath made of bones that they wear around their neck uh it's it's painted green and they shove like moss and snot into it just to uh make it more festive incredible and horrifying and incredible Uh, I also think Del didn't know she wanted a wreath of bone until just now I I think there are two grots who are trying to focus on the the festivities in front of us and not what is next to each other that we could potentially steal. I I think there's a lot of angst. They could easily do like a friendly swap, but those are their heirlooms. (laughs) I was going to say, that's not how Grotz live. Nobody's friendly swapping nothing in the camp. (laughs) It's a real Grot of the Magi situation, you know? You have the thing the other one wants. And Splat, which is just sitting there looking at both of those things thinking... That looks pretty edible to me. I could eat that wreath. I could eat that bell. <laughs> He's just scooping up dirt and jamming it in his mouth, trying to eat something. He's like, oh, I just can't get full. So the question uh, lingers in the air as you stuff dirt in your, your mouth and as Hengel uh, McCrinkleberry and Latimus both uh, actively try not to, you know, shoot daggers at each other's <laughs> respective heirlooms of uh, what each of you is hoping to get for Squigmas. It's a time of great excitement for the Grotz because, of course, the Red Gobble would never let you down. He's absolutely going to bring you what you want. So mm-hmm. what do each of you express uh, in character, please, uh, as, as you said? And also, just very quickly, a, a shout out to our, our lovely patrons uh, on the Dum Dums and Dice Patreon who have provided us with our Grot names and personalities for a lot of these characters. So many thanks to all of them and uh, apologies to the players for uh, all of us having to jump through these name hoops. Uh, I love them so very deeply. Let's go. I want 
a sandwich as big as my head. Just so big. I'm going to eat it and get so full. I can't eat my own head yet, but maybe one day if it looks like my head, then I'll finally know true joy. What do you want? Hingle McCringleberry approaches. Uh, he's kind of been standing on, on the outside and uh, they move just closer to the other two in a like a slow step, slow step, followed by two quick steps. And you notice they're going like slow step, slow step, two quick steps because they can only move as though the Mission Impossible theme is playing. Um, <laughs> and what they really want, because they're like the spyiest spy and want to be the most spy is they really, really want specifically Spy X night mission goggles. What what is what is Spy X night mission goggles? Oh, they're goggles. You you put them on, you see in the dark, cause they got two bright lights that shine, so it's dark out, but you can see in the dark. So like flashlights you put on your face? No, they're night mission goggles. Wow. I thought I thought you would have wanted to walk normal. What? All right, what do you want? He just turns to Latimus. <laughs> Latimus? Latimus is just warming her tiny little grot hands over the fire. Oh, I hope that Squeakmus, I hope at the Squeakmus Manor there is the, the biggest, the shiniest armadillo. I, I don't know what that is, but I've, I've heard of it. And it'll be shiny and Squeakmus-y. The best decoration. Does it jangle? I mean, uh, it has to. It's an armadillo. <laughs> uh? And with that, we there's a go. great clatter behind you. There arose such a clatter as um, a, a a bloody and injured orc stumbles directly face first through the flame. Uh, just just like Dragon Force goes through the fire the flames, <laughs> knocking your, your chestnut rocks everywhere and struggling up on his hands, pushing against the, the ground. Uh, and you can see that his, his orcish visage is just covered in blood and gore. He has shards of a broken golden armadillo <gasps> dug into his face as though with shrapnel. And uh, he's got a, a, a Santa jacket or a red gobble jacket, as you'd recognize it, open uh, and shredded, wearing a hat, a little broken antler mug in one hand with dripping eggnog mixed with bl his own blood that he's still clutching in, in shock as he just struggles up and says, he, he came, he came in guns blazing. I woke hearing footsteps on the roof. The Red Gobbo! And he, he looks to all of you with, with still childlike wonder in his eyes. This is, of course, Clark Griswold. And he says, I, I heard the Red Gobbo on, up, upstairs. I was going to come get y'all. But then I heard the shots and the explosions and the blood. The reindeer, all dead. Reindeer, of course, being squigs with reindeer antlers. The roof, it collapsed. And I watched as a tall man... Skeletal features with a big bow tie made of bats. One of them dark Eldare types. A Drukari, as I hear they're called these days. Is what I hear. He walked up and he said, Ho, 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 and shot the red gobble right in the snoz. I watched his little festive brains blow out the back of his head. And then this tall man, this Jake Skellington, Reached down, he picked up the red gobble's hat, put it on his head, 
He picked up the red gobbo's cape, threw it over his shoulders, looked at his hands, said, What's this? What's this? There's magic in the air, and I saw a grin across his face. And then he shot me a bunch of times and <laughs> ran away into the night. My friends, Squeak Miss is doomed. If you can't get the red gobbo's hat and cape back and deliver all the presents he was going to deliver, why, I think Squeak... Quick Miss will be as dead as I'm about to be. It's up to you now, Grotz. Go save Squigmas. And with that, Clark Griswold collapses onto the fire and starts roasting, like said chestnuts. His internal organs leaking out the sides as his body bursts into flame. And Grotz, the, the gauntlet has been thrown down to you. The Red Gobbo is dead. You must save Squigmas by taking out Jake Skellington, taking back the mantle of the Red Gobbo, and delivering the presents to all the good and bad little grots, and perhaps other characters around the Warhammer 40k universe. Otherwise, things will be grim dark indeed. So. I gotta get my night mission goggles. (laughs) You might need them for this mission. The way Goblin Quest works, you will have three different distinct activities you need to do in each stage in order to save Squigmas. So I've done a little bit of the legwork for you just to save on time and festive cheer. Um, The things you need to do immediately, you got to figure out where this imposter went. You're going to need to gear up as uh, our good friend uh, Hengel McCrinkleberry has just indicated. And you're going to have to board Jack's ship. You know that uh, a random stray Drukari wouldn't just show up all alone. So you got to get on his trail, get your gear, and then you got to get that guy before he escapes into the night. So those are the tasks in front of you. The challenges uh, before you, of course, are that the orcs do not like Squigmas. They're busy celebrating Festivus in the middle of camp. Um, I can give you uh, a rough rundown. Festivus uh, sorry, Orctivist, yes. Uh, it's funny, I had something stuck in my throat, some kind of Seinfeldian uh, trademarked term. So yes, Orctivist, and of course, the Gronch will not be pleased if you go around asking too many questions. So Grotz, it's up to you to determine how you want to go about these things. The way this works is when you want to do something, you roll some D6. On one or two, you get injured. doesn't matter what you're trying to do, you just get hurt, because that's how Grotz be. On a three, something bad happens. Not going to be great for you. And the next Grot will get a minus one on all their dice rolls. <gasps> on a four, something good happens. That's nice. The next Grot will get a plus one on all their dice rolls. And on a five to six, congratulations, you did it. You got one success and you need several on each phase of this adventure to unlock the next okay. piece. So that's it for me. I'm turning it back over to you. Grotz, how are you going to save Squigmas? All right, I got to get this ready. Just a second. There's, there's some stuff here we could use. And mm-hmm. he's going to go over Splatwitch and just imagining... This large orc clork has fallen over the fire, so mid torso is center of flame. Yep, yep. 100%. And he would go to his head and be like, "We're gonna need some money." Uh, and orcs use their teeth as currency, so orc teeth or teeth with an F at the end as currency. And Splatwitch has had to prepare a lot of orcs and other things to be eaten over time. He's always hungry. But they always take the teeth out before they give him the body, and Clark still got his teeth. So he's going to go up to the head and just start alternating between ripping a hunk out of the body and eating it and then <laughs> yanking a big tooth out. And then he's just going to be using teeth to knock the other teeth out to collect a large bit of currency so they can bribe someone if they need to. It's like teethception, you know, just like use the teeth to 100%. get the teeth. 100%. I have teeth, but I need teeth. Yeah, okay. I like that a lot. Um, so also, I should say, in terms of like initiative order and turns and how all this works, 
everyone has one major action they can take uh, in a quote, quote, round. You don't need to worry about okay. initiative or anything else. I'd rather just kind of hear what everyone's doing, and then we can figure out what order they go in. But Sweet. everybody gets to do something. Uh, so that's what Splatwitch is doing. You're moving to the fire. You're going to harvest Clork Griswold for parts. How about Latimus? I saw a shiny armadillo. I, I feel like that is priority number one. So I think it is going to the other end of Clork, grabbing whatever is on his belt, whatever else is there of like, there's got there's got to be some stuff that we can use in here. There's got to be some useful. We got to loot the body. And, and so while, while, while Splatwitch is working from the head, I'm working from the feet. And we're going to try and get as many things as we can to use to move forward in this quest. Amazing. Yeah, we're both the size of a third of an orc, so we're both looting a third of an orc. Yes. (laughs) I like it. All right, so we got two people on Get Some Gear. Uh, And Laura, what is Hangle McCrinkleberry doing? I'm going to say that name as many times as I can because I love it so much. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hangle McCrinkleberry, um, their job is a spy. So they're they're used to kind of listening out and watching out. So what they're going to do is basically circle around in like ever widening circles from the body and the other two uh, just to see what they can observe uh, on like on the ground or in the environment to to so. give any indication. And, and they're going to be moving like eh, 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 eh. That's their footsteps, but they say that, too. <laughs> I love the idea of a grot trying to walk the grid. That's very funny. <laughs> okay. I mean, so, it's a very disorganized spiral, but yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I get it. It's GSI, Grot Scene Investigators. <laughs> <laughs> they really will do a spinoff anywhere. Okay, amazing. So um, Hengel is doing that, which will count towards find out where the imposter went. Yay. Uh, great. Okay, <laughs> cool. Uh, let's start with looting the body, because that seems uh, most appropriate as it is currently burning up. Ryan, you got in there first with Splatwitch, so let's let's start with you, please. So the way skills work in Grot Quest are you have a number of, of different things you've told us about your, your Grots. For every, when you want to do a thing, you just get to roll a d6, just as a base, like you are attempting to do the thing, so you get at least one. But... For every relevant skill or piece of information we have, you can add an additional dice. If you followed us on Valentine Heresy, this is similar to saying like, oh, I have this so I can add an extra, you know, bonus or boost. Uh, Here it's literally just like, in your case, Ryan, I think it's fair. This is a nice, clear, teachable moment. Uh, Splatwitch loves eating stuff. So I think deboning meat is a very easy, easy sell. Similarly, so he's cooking. Because he knows how to he yep. knows how to take a body apart, so Splatwitch has that expertise, and he's also eating while he's doing it, and he's mm-hmm. always hungry, so that that would factor in there. And he can eat anything. This is specified <laughs> ability, and this is even edible. So I think this might be four dice, Tom. Uh, I will accept. <laughs> I will accept your your thesis, Ryan. Uh, let's let's see what happens. It's a, a tiny grot in a frilly Christmas dress, hauling a corpse <laughs> apart, ripping its teeth out. <laughs> Hi, friends. It's Ryan here, your resident producer with Dum Dums and Dice, and I also 
voice characters that you've heard in IGM Season 2, and I am here to invite you to help support us producing this show and all of our other shows through our Patreon for Dum Dums and Dice. You can go to patreon.com slash dice and support us today, and it makes a world of difference. Plus, if you join, you get exciting things. We have a fan-exclusive Discord. We do weekly tableside video chats. You get advanced access to episodes and the videos before the rest of the public do. You can submit names for places, people, and things that pop up in the shows. You can create your own NPCs that interact with our parties on an ongoing basis. You can get special thank yous. Heck, if you if you want, we can even do one-shot adventures with you or start up a series with you. Just patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Please support us today. It will save us from a grim, dark future so we can keep making a show for you in a grim, dark future. I have a six, two fours, and a one, which according to the rules means six means I succeed, so I get all the teeth out. <laughs> the fours means something good happens. So I would say well, I got a boatload of cash. That feels useful for Splatwitch. That's a success. And this this buoy of confidence means he passes along plus ones. He gets two plus ones that are passed on to the other grots. So your rolls, my dear friends, get plus ones. Just the next grot. And then that, oh, so it would be plus two to the next grot? It would be plus two to the next grot. Oh, you know, uh, we could split it up. If you want to split yeah. it up, you want to be a, a, a generous grot. It's squigmas after all. So sure, plus one to each. Yeah. yeah. So they get passed around. And More then plus the one means that I am horrifically injured. So I think I get I get all the teeth out. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm getting so full. Oh, yeah, get these teeth. Ah, I'm so strong. Yeah. Guys, we're rich. We're going to be the best cross ever. And he yells, yay, and then falls immediately into the fire. <gasps> Great. You, you go up like a <laughs> an orcish Roman candle. Uh, so just on fire, rolling around. We'll see how that plays out for you over time. But yeah, you can mark one injury on your on your sheet. <laughs> sheet. What's, uh, like what's our? How many injuries do we get to have? <laughs> Every grot takes two injuries before they die, and when they so die, two injuries another then grot, die. Two injuries. One, then one injury. More injury kills the them? next time you're injured, you're done. Oh god. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Yes. that's what we like. Two, two HP, uh, if you will. Uh, so you take two injuries <laughs> and you die. Uh, one other rule mechanic that I was going to say for when it was appropriate, but I can just bring it up now, is uh, in Goblin Quest, every goblin has a lucky ear. We established in No Grouse, No Glory that grots have a lucky tooth. It can be whatever you want it to be, but if you don't like the results of your roll, you can use your lucky tooth to re-roll the entire thing. That tooth can be whatever you want it to be. Just explain what it is so we can all have a chuckle. That said, this isn't a Dungeons and Dragons, you have advantage, you get to pick the best one. This is a re-roll the whole handful and you're stuck with whatever you got. So keep that in mind for future. But on a roll like this, I don't think you need that at all. And Ryan, I'll actually give you one more to this because since you got a success, you get the thing you wanted. So you would actually have all the money that, that you were seeking, but you also rolled something good twice. So I want to make sure that we're, we're in a good, a good position here. So I'm going to say one good thing that happens is there is an explosion on the other end of camp, unrelated uh, to uh, uh, Jack Skellington and his... Jake his, uh, Scalington? Yeah, but it's, it's written like <laughs> J-A-E-K, so sometimes it'll sound like Jack, okay? Uh, <laughs> Jake Scalington. There's a lot of H's in it for legal reasons. Um, so there's an explosion unrelated. You, you see a, a burst of, of fire over in kind of the ammo depot. And I'm going to say that's going to distract the orcs 
from noticing that you're up to some some squigmas related shenanigans for the immediate future. So give uh, you that piece, Ryan, and I will say the other something good is that regardless of the success of the role, Hengel McCringleberry will find something useful while walking the grid in GSI. Nice. Yay! Does that, that work for you, Ryan? That works great for me. So Splatwitch will roll out of the fire heavily burned and scarred and go, I, I can't, uh, I'm rich and I had food. Amazing. Latimus, you're the closest. Do you do anything to help? Hengel's <laughs> doing their thing. Yeah. Latimus is, is busy on this end. It's like, Fair that enough. might as well be forever far away. That's the fire on the other side. That's that's a whole orc away from me. It's good, <laughs> yes. Measuring orcs, it's a smart way to yeah. go. Okay, Latimus, what does your dice pool look like? So, Latimus... I, I'm not sure if it counts that my my present that I wanted is part of this whole situation. So that's that's yes, one thing. I but also, Ledimus is very good at sneaking presents and decorations away. So this, <laughs> the quick hands that are used to grabbing decorations and hiding them are are going to work over this work. So sure, and yep. a golden armadillo, even in pieces, sounds like a present and or decoration. Yeah, I would agree. So. Yeah, so that I guess a three dice for me. Okay, let's see it. I got a six, a five, and a three, which means I guess it's a seven, a six, and a four. Is that how that works? The plus one. It is. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're we are going. This it's a it's a squigmas miracle. Clark is is no more, but we have so many <laughs> presents and gifts. Okay, <laughs> little hands. <laughs> so. Latimus, I think you're able to successfully reconstruct the armadillo from Clark's remains. You do that uh, Japanese pottery repair thing, except mm-hmm. instead of gold, it's like blood and orc guts, and you manage to just kind of like Aww. piece it Gratsugi. together. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> or orcsugrat. Orcsugrat. Both yeah. are winners, you know? It's dealer's oh. choice. So you manage to put the armadillo back together. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you name it? I name it Pike. Pike Bonk, the new armadillo, <laughs> and, and Pike Bonk is going into this this bell belt. It's just now it's extra jingly because now this gold armadillo is there and it's hitting against that. There's so much noise happening right now. Amazing. Okay, and with your upgrades, you actually don't have any failures on that at all, and you succeed enough to successfully gear up. So you manage to find all the things you think you'll need. In there, you've got a bunch of money. You've got an armadillo now. Is there anything else you, you Grotz, would want for your adventure? Well, you know what? Maybe we should say a weapon. So you pull a, a, a <laughs> wicked festive knife out of Clork's boot. Yeah, It's usually That's... used for, you know, cutting those horrible Christmas loaves that are even worse than 40K. I don't want to tell you why, but just uh, rest assured. <laughs> Fruitcake is worse in the grim darkness of the 41st millennium. Imagine fruitcake minus the fruit. <laughs> plus better things. Yeah, plus better things. So you get a you get a wicked wicked looking knife that the, the three of you can share. Oh my um, goodness. So that's your something good. And then otherwise, yeah, you, you succeed with, with flying colors. Uh, so you guys feel geared up. You've got your armadillo. You've got a bunch of money. You've got a knife. And, I was going to uh, say, I think a, pl- a plus one gets passed forward from the four. So do we want to say that that gets stacked for Hingle? Because this is all kind of one round. Oh Hingle, you're going to have a hell of a roll. They're getting plus plus two. 
All right. So as the grots gear up, Hangle, you continue to walk the grid. This is your design. Let's let's yeah. see what you discover. Uh, do we get an extra die also for using our heirloom? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So one base die, right? Yep. Uh, Hingle is a spy. It's like a listener for spy masters. That's that's their job. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get a plus one for listening out to hear. Yep. Their thing they're good at is remembering what they see. So. Damn. All right. Yep. Plus one for that. Oh, and then get and plus then two from everyone. As they, as they do their chaotic spiral grid, uh, they're going <laughs> to take bits of moss off of the wreath and leave it down so they don't retrace their steps so they're yes. more efficient so gonna get a plus one for that circles are really hard to remember says splatwitch mm-hmm. to himself especially when you're moving in a chaotic uh five four time signature um and then i get the plus one that was forward right yeah plus two because you get one from dell <laughs> oh and God, you get yeah. one from ryan so <laughs> okay here we go so i'm rolling four dice and so that's a five <laughs> two fours which all become six and a one which becomes a three so boom, it's a boom, seven boom. two sixes and a three yeah yes okay so much success yeah. much success very wow okay so <laughs> and then yeah. a minus one to someone moving forward whoops <laughs> oops yeah the next next grunt so hangle you have a, a hell of a time looking at this grid you know, you've worked for spy masters for years. And orc spy masters, that's a very, very broad term. But weirdly, <laughs> that amount of chaos has equipped you well for, I think, just, you know, ascertaining things from things that were there. Also, all orcs being incredibly powerful psychers, maybe, just maybe, you're drawing on some of that squigmas spirit <laughs> and just discovering things that aren't really there but somehow make sense. Um so looking around, there's like nothing in the actual grot camp to suggest where Jake Scallington would have gone. Yeah. But you managed to kind of piece together a rough plan, which if you were, you know, perhaps thinking of it outside of all this, there's only one place that a ship could comfortably dock, and that would be the airstrip. It's a cross camp. And if you were coming in, you'd have to... Disable the other airships to make sure that you couldn't be be followed. You'd probably dock there and then sneak your way around to uh, Clark Griswold's house. So that's that's where you guys got to go if you want to catch this this imposter uh, when they take to the skies. You got to get aboard that ship. Uh, unfortunately, the something bad that happens is to do that, you're going to have to cross right through the sort of camp square where the Orctivus pole is set up and the orctivist feats of strength are occurring so for for you grots to to get on the trail of jake you're gonna have to to sneak your way or fight your way or somehow make your way through this massive festive mosh pit situation that's going on but you confidently know exactly where everyone needs to go so hangle i'm curious what you turn around and and tell these grots to kind of rally them uh to where you're going All right. Splatwitch. What's up? Platymus. Yeah. Oh, that's such a great belt now. Uh, all right. That, that, Jake. They're at the landing strip. Oh. Okay, well, we better go get him. Yeah, but we're not going around. We gotta get there quick. Okay. We gotta go so through Orctivus. Oh, nuts. Sneaky yeah. I wanna do that. No, we... be a spy. Channel your spy. Mm-hmm. 
I'm a cook. You're gonna die. Let's go. A quick question, Tom. Was there a bonus discovery that was supposed to be from my good thing for our dear friend? That was whatever? a, despite the role, you were going to get something, but instead, Laura rolled it, so it. well that you just beat that phase of the investigation. <gasps> didn't have to go to Clark Griswold's house. Didn't have to talk to anyone like I'd originally thought you might have to. You're just like, you get a video game style, you know, yeah. hangles looking around, and then suddenly everything goes gray, and there's just like an Assassin's Creed glowing path to the to the ship. So well, take that, Clark. And he kicks Clark in the head. He's like, who's the boss now? And he kicks him in the head again. And he's like, I'm the boss now. Jangle, jangle, jangle. And oh. Splatwitch, you feel your teeth grow three times that day. Three <laughs> sizes. Uh, because as we know, Grats who, who, who get, get big turn into orcs. <gasps> and... Also, because it's festive, things have to grow three sizes that day. So your teeth begin to grow. It's higher than I thought, yeah. That I'm so strong. <laughs> After a few moments, <laughs> you're able to work your jaw out and uh, the, the, the words come clearly. But yes, you're, you're the boss now. I got a bigger hole for bigger sandwiches. Let's do this. And with that, the three of you set out across the camp. Here's the thing. Big orc mosh pit, big pole in the center. Uh, a lot of the orcs are fighting. A lot of the orcs are are joking around. Here's the, th the big dirty secret that the Gronch doesn't want to acknowledge. Everyone enjoys a little bit of, of holiday cheer. And the orcs surely are, are finding that uh, with each other. It's a little bit like in the Christmas Carol when, you know, the ghost of Christmas present is like, hey, look at all these people having fun. Scrooge is like, they don't have money. It's like, doesn't matter. They're finding their own fun. So the orcs are finding yeah. cheeses for Mises and all sorts of other fun things. Uh, unfortunately for Grotz, though, this is not an area of the camp you're really allowed in. So I'm curious mm. how the three of you plan to get through this, this mob of, of orcs. I will say your current stage is both getting through the orcs and getting aboard the ship. Mm -hmm. So you don't need three successes to get through the orcs, but you do need to come up with a plan for how you want to try and get through the orcs, and we'll see how many how many dice you need to roll to do it. Lodimus stands up and says, I found a squeakmish knife, and I will use it, walking back over to poor <laughs> Clork, who has been ripped apart, and just rip off Clork's red suit, and then say, if we hide under this, no one can see us, and we go real fast. Yeah, while we're under it, I can take all these teeth and throw money off to the side so everybody <gasps> runs over to the money instead of paying attention to us. Yeah. That's what cooks do. Sometimes when you don't have a meal, you have to distract them with something else on the plate where you're like, yeah, you don't like this nothing. How about a tato? The season of the bear is excellent. I just want to say <laughs> and it took a real left turn, but I, I'm into it. All right, and if and we all on. move like this, <laughs> no one will be able to see us extra. Yeah, it worked before. Just we, Yeah, nothing we are could ever go wrong crop. after our last plan, says the guy who's horrifically burnt. Yeah, <laughs> you smell really good. Yeah, I cooked me. Yeah. So with that, you throw yourselves <laughs> under Clark's coat. Which, according to Orcish law, will go faster because it is red. Good, good pull, Del. Uh, so you climb under Clark Griswold's coat. I'm kind of inclined to just make this a combined roll. 
I think we all got to roll and see what happens. Yeah. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Unfortunately, there is a minus one to this roll coming forward from the previous check. That's so, fair. Uh, we've talked a little bit about what we're using here. Splatwitch, uh, you're contributing to throwing the teeth that you found as a, as a distraction, just using the, the money gun approach, which I, f- I love. You're just straight up Jack Nicholson Joker, just throwing money to everybody. I like it. So I think you get a, a dice for the teeth, tossing the teeth. Latimus, you suggested the stealth approach with the, uh, well, both uh, Hangle McCringleberry and uh, Latimus, you're both on team stealth. Yep. We're going to dice for being under the coat. It does kind of make you look like a squig, so there's there's a little bit of, of, of good there. <laughs> We're going to get a dice for Hingle McCringleberry's Mission Impossible walk, because even though walking in that 5-4 time yep. uh, is not the most effective way to walk, unless you're trying to avoid sandworms on Arrakis, just want to acknowledge it, um, it is decent for weirdly moving through a crowd because you're moving in fits and starts. So you can't actually just dodge around stuff. And also your whole life is stealth. So that's great. So I think that's what I'm going to make the argument for on the dice pool. Is anyone, does anyone have another skill they want to throw in? Sounds uh, great. I do remember what I see. So if Hangle's been through that area before, they would remember exactly. Yeah, that's a very, I will absolutely like. give you, give you a Sweet. dice for that. That's a very, very good pull. Uh, and Tom, the teeth strategy is technically based on garnishing a plate, which is a cook skill. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. If you hadn't gone so deep into it in character, I'd say no, but you did really sell it, and then I made Yay. a bunch of bear jokes. So I think I kind of have to let you cook. Yeah. All right, and if we're gonna be messing with Tom, I mean, this is a squigma's coat, which means it's sort of like a Christmas decoration that I am holding on to <laughs> with my tiny little hands that are good for grabbing Christmas decorations. Yeah, so. you're decorating us. Everything is a squigma's decor. Okay, that one's a bridge too far for me. No no die for that. But nice try, Del. I appreciate it. Appreciate the effort. My, a plus my squigma's heart is broken. <laughs> it, it's all right. We'll 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 find we'll find that spirit. In the teeth of an orc. Okay. All right. So uh, w- what are we rolling? We have six dice total. We have the base die plus so five we can dice each roll that we added. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say just like uh, everyone roll for the the skill you're contributing. So oh, okay. So I think it's like Ryan, you've got dice. Uh, sorry, you've got. Te- I, I'm, I'm adding two dice. Laura's adding two dice, but the core plan is Dell's. So the base yes. dice to start with, and Dell's bonus coat business. Yep. And minus so one two dice to each. all of two this. Dice each. Good luck, and the core can work speed. And is it minus one? Yeah, huh? Okay. <laughs> okay, I got two fours, which became two threes. But I am going to use my lucky tooth, and I take one out of the pile I have in front of me, and I eat it. Because I can eat anything, because I feel like I'm stumbling, so I'm re-rolling my two dice. <laughs> You're eating Clork's lucky tooth? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> so vile. <laughs> it was bad. It got worse. I ate a two. I, I'm actively choking on a tooth. Because now I have a two and a one. Uh, so you guys are going to get minus one on your next die roll, and I die choking on cars. <laughs> so Splatwitch is dead. Okay, hang tight on that. I want to see how this, the rest of it plays. We'll see just how badly this all goes. Uh, all right, uh, Del and Laura, what'd you get? I technically got a three and a zero. Okay. <laughs> all right, then I got this combined. It's a one and a four with with the negative ones. Okay, Ooh, so Clark, oh sorry, Clark's dead. Um, 
Uh, Don't worry, Splatwitch. so Splatwitch. Yeah. Uh, what is uh, what is what is your dramatic dying moment uh, that that spoils this ruse for for the rest of of the team? Uh, Splatwitch is stumbling, and the teeth aren't really working because people are just seeing teeth fall out of a moving coat, which it turns out was a terrible plan because distracting people by getting them to look exactly one foot to your left is awful if you're trying to work through a crowd. And he's like, oh, no, I got to eat my way to glory. I can save this because I am the money. And then he eats the tooth, and he's like, oh, oh, no. And he grabs the coat and he falls down. Then he's just going, ah! he's just rolling himself up into a tiny burrito. And then he dies, becoming a meal for the orcs around him. Incredible. As that happens, uh, Del, your, uh, your, your bell jingles uh, against the armadillo very loudly. Yes. Uh, between the, the grot choking to death and becoming a burrito and uh, the, the jangle, everybody turns towards the two of you. And, and something bad. Splatwitch coughs and all the teeth fall out of the coat surrounding you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Looks Ritter. like burritos back on the menu, boys, <laughs> says a Lord of the Rings orc who found himself in the camp. Um, amazing. So having been revealed, the two remaining grots, Hengel, McCringleberry, Jangle, and Latimus Bonk, uh, you just book it as as fast as you can through the crowd. And the orcs are just, uh, it's that slow motion montage. It's like slow motion uh, tackles going on as all of them leap at you. You're dodging under. Um, Hengel McCringleberry, you take a wound while doing your awkward uh, Mission Impossible stutter steps. I, I, I think I think Hengel McCringleberry gets the wound by like uh, tripping over Latimus. Who's like obviously does not move this way. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. So you trip trip and just eat it. Uh and uh Latimus, you take a wound. Um how 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 do you get wounded running through this crowd? I assume you're swinging your squigmas knife left and right. Oh yeah. Then I think it's just that <laughs> Hingle McCringle trips on Latimus and then Latimus trips on Hingle McCringle and then the knife is out and they are both yes. just rolling and there is just a rolling knifing happening between the two of them on accident. <laughs> Amazing. And the two of you are ejected out the other side of the crowd as the crowd just descends on the, the teeth and, uh, you know, they're, they're tearing at the, uh, the, the coat burrito. They're tearing at teeth. The two of you roll free. Teeth flying in the air blood and guts, but along the crowd, almost crowd surfing, is uh, the, the tattered dress just gets bounced along uh, before being ejected out behind you. And a small green hand reaches up and grabs it out of the air. Ryan, who is the next member of Clutch Hot Chocolate that we meet? Yeah, it's not just the hand. You see a full grot leap from the ground, arms extended, and land in the dress as there's like a shing shing of, you know, an anime <laughs> thing as he as he appears. And you see the notorious Fragtooth, who is a grot bomb pilot who compulsively needs to be near explosives because he has a grenade in his mouth. And he lands. He loves explosions. <laughs> And for Squigmas, he wants explosions. <laughs> and he's got a grenade in his mouth. He's just like... Yeah! <laughs> and, 
And the three of you take off running uh, towards the airfield. So, as I said, the airfield <laughs> has been uh, decimated by uh, some sneaky Drukhari raider tactics. Uh, the Calabite warriors are, are are fast and mean. And for a bunch of orcs who were too busy celebrating Orctivists, they, they really weren't paying attention to their airfield. So as, as you, you run in, you've seen that the Drukhari raiders have, have done their work. And uh, the, the death copters... Their blades are broken. The DACA jets, their wings have been dismantled. You you can see dead pilots hanging off of them. They've all been been stealth killed. Very efficient operation. Hengel uh, McCringleberry, this might be the most spy stuff you have ever seen. It's kind of cool and also very bad. Fragtooth, you look around and all the large munitions are still in place so there's there's that temptation uh but obviously they can't be launched they're just strapped to various vehicles but there are a lot of pretty big explosives sitting around but docked on a small platform uh, that the death cop does usually use to take off from uh, you can see a large uh, shadowy shape and there are no lights on it uh, all the the sort of helipad lights have been shattered knocked out and it's a massive long vehicle with a huge sail uh, and you can see scything blades coming off uh, the bottom of it. These things kind of look like if you took an arrow, uh, like a clip art arrow, and sliced it in half. <laughs> so that kind of kind of shape. But this one is a. It, it, there's there's twice as much of it. it's bigger than the other Drakkar Raiders that you've maybe uh, heard tell of. It seems to be kind of doubled and uh, a, a very large, impressive looking vehicle. Of course, in Orcish camps, the correct term for things is rarely used, as evidenced by our DACA jets and our big shootas. And this large scythed vehicle, we, the people who pay for models, might know as a Drukhari Tantalus, but the orcs just know that it kills a lot of them, and thus they only refer to it as a sleigh. So you see a massive sleigh, S-L-A-Y, naturally, silhouetted against uh, the night sky. And you can see it's making preparations for launch. You're at the, the far end of, of the launch pad. There's all the, the ruined orc vehicles between you and, and the docked uh, Tantalus. The sleigh is going to take off soon, has not left yet. And you know Jake Scollington will be abo- aboard it, as well as the the presence for all the good and, and bad little grots and other creatures <laughs> of the world. Because there's no way someone would just steal the suit and not steal the loot. So, <laughs> how do you try and get aboard uh, this docked sleigh? <laughs> And he points around and lay a little circle towards the thing. And he points to a bomber over his shoulder. It's a great idea. (laughs) And Frank Tooth turns and runs towards the bomber. Great. And a lot of us is going to just run towards run towards this this ship because a lot of us is like as pulling out this knife. <laughs> the only good way to get into stuff is with a knife. <laughs> so just got to run forward and just stab the ship and be like, I that will get into it. Amazing. That makes sense to me. And uh, Angle McCringleberry, how are you? Is going to run around the ship and then try to... <laughs> try to like stealth your way on? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's apparently what Frogtooth said. Amazing. <laughs> <According to Angle. laughs> 
Okay. We all heard what we wanted to hear. <laughs> so I'm going to go with Fragtooth first because I don't know what the hell he's doing. And yeah. I'm inclined to say that neither do the other grots. So what's fun is their planes start and then whatever Fragtooth is going to do happens. So let's let's so see. Fragtooth runs over to a bomber jet with its bomb still strapped on. And he climbs in because he doesn't need it to fly. He just needs to drive it into this other ship. So he is a grot bomb pilot, and he doesn't need to fly this. He just needs to hit something with it with himself as a pilot, which is his specialty. Following his style. <laughs> Buzz Lightyear style. I like it. He loves explosions, so this would give him explosions, which is another one. And then when he gets close to the ship, he wants to pull the pin on the grenade in his mouth and factor that into hitting as the overall explosion of this ship. So that's four dice, Tom. Does that feel about right? Oh, and he wants an explosion for Christmas. So for Squigmas, he achieves his goal. <laughs> Five dice. Five dice, and you get a plus one from the incredibly Incredible. slim. Oh yeah. Uh, something good that Hangle McCrinkleberry managed to pull off on their last roll. So, uh, all right. So, Fragtooth, you you have you have your dice. I'm gonna have you hold on that roll because I think Fair we enough. need to know what happens with uh, one grot in particular to see how that rolls out. So, Latimus. Uh, mm-hmm. You're rushing. You're rushing the vehicle to stab it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's let's get a roll for that, and then we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. What I, we will see. I, I uh, you know, it's it's this one dice that I have because <laughs> I I don't really think anything else has to do with Squigmas aside from just we're trying to save it. But this knife seems to work well. Uh, I will give you plus one for the knife. Uh, it's yes. something that you you found and, and accomplished. So you get one for the knife. All right. And uh, the plus one is going to Ryan, as we already established. Yes. But uh, so we'll good see luck what and, happens and on this. Gork and work speed. It's a five and a four. Hey. Five it's, and a four. I knew this would work. All right. <laughs> so, Maybe presents will come out when I stab it. <laughs> yeah, you can open presents with knives. It's cool. Uh, so, Latimus, uh, I think it's the 300 leaping thing, or like uh, my yeah. own personal frame of reference that I use all the time for no reason. No one else knows is the <laughs> the rain of fire axe jump, where it's just like up in the air, dagger out, <laughs> that slam was in it all the trailers. Sunset. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Just leap up, knife in the side of the ship, and doing so. Uh, dents it a little bit, and you actually see the lip of a, a hatch next to where you jab the, the blade in uh, that you can possibly try and pry your way into. <laughs> which we will see based on Ryan's role how possible it is for you to do that. Uh, cool. Okay, Hangle, I'm not forgetting about you. I just want to address the exploding elephant in the room first. Uh, Ryan, go ahead and roll your dice. Now that we know Latimus is on the side of your target, I'm curious Mm -hmm. to see. He just looks up and he says, (laughs) and he just hammers the ship forwards. I believe that you intended words from that, but I have no idea what they were. <laughs> I think it was by the name by the gods of Gork and Mork, I swear to you, Jake Skellington, you will not survive this night. Or some version of that, but yelled through a grenade. Uh, I have She's the most articulate fi- grot in the party. We'll just never yeah. know. 100%. I have four fives and a four. Whoa! 
But I am going to acknowledge, by this plan, Tom, this boy cannot survive. <laughs> no, no. So he, he, he rides that ship forwards at full speed, reaching down and stripping off the dress and hucking it out a window because he doesn't want the heirloom to go with him. And mm. Fragtooth is getting his own Christmas gift as he pulls the grenade, the pin on the grenade in his mouth as he's about to hit. Amazing. Uh, I'm going to say that something good is, Latimus, you look over your shoulder, see this coming, and are able to, like, crack open that panel uh, and sneak in. What, what do you say as you disappear inside the ship? We're going to find the presents together. Great. So you you hop inside. And now, Hingle but Kringleberry, it's important for me to know how your role goes. So you're sneaking around, so that's good spy stuff. Yeah. Uh, what else do you want to make a case for? That's it, man. I Hell mean, yeah. I mean, they're obviously moving it. But, I mean, that's just kind of what they do. That's, yep. not, that's not really an extra skill. It's just too nice. All right, go for it. Oh, that's a five and a two. All right. Well, you can get a plus one from the four that uh, ah. we just had. Yay. So that explosions are very distracting. They help you get True. ignored. Yep. So with the with the the six, you're able to find probably the same matching hatch on the back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and crawl inside. Um, we'll deal with the something bad soon. Um, there will be a minus one going forward, but outside the sleigh, as the Cabalite warriors uh, on board the deck are making preparations, they're also dealing with all the presents they have to sort through now. Of course, the Red Gobbo has a, a warp-infused bag that allows uh, all number of presents to, to be drawn. So there's just kind of like festive nonsense all over the deck that they're kind of dealing with as they pull up the ropes and get ready. And then one of them just points off the edge and uh, yells to their leader, the Pumpkin King, Jack, what's that? And, you know, red coat flapping out uh, behind him, the tall skeletal uh, Drakari warrior, Jake Scallington turns, flips the hat, which is admittedly getting in his face a lot. He's used to having one of those big spiky helmets, so there's a lot. Flips a, a hat out of his way and just says, Oh, that? That, my friends, is imminent death. Good luck. And with a tap of his nose, he shoots down through the floor into the uh, the below decks as our, our, our dear sweet friend Fragtooth in full Mad Max <laughs> glory gets the best squigmas present ever. A massive, flaming, fiery, explosive death as the bomber crashes into the side of the sleigh, knocking it from its moorings and blowing a hole in the side as uh, the ship unmoors, its engines kicking into full gear and in a blazing half-fall, half-launch procedure, it begins to struggle its way uh, away from the orcish camp and up into the night sky, not being fully aware of just how many grots have snuck aboard. It is going to be a violent night after all. Our Nightmare Before Squeakmas Goblin Quest Adventure features GM Tom McGee, along with players Brian LaPlante, Laura Hamstra, and Del Borovic. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and the One Shot's logo was created by Decapitated Markers at Decapitated Marker, that's M-R-K-R, on X. This show's theme music is Gothic Trip with Thunder Horse by Damiano Baldoni. And our ad breaks use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. 
all available at freemusicarchive.org. For all things Dum Dums and Dice, including merchandise and how to join our Patreon, you can visit dumdumdice.com or find us on social media at dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E. I'm DJ OneShot 2.0. Thank you for listening, and don't forget to smash that subscribe button and show your love to OneShots. Blah, 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 blah. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christopher Little, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L, Dia De Los Hoodless, Squishy Werewolf, Remy, Funky Head, Nomad, the wise paladin of the Badlands, Accent Therapeutic Services in Florence, Kentucky, Lale, Shulzari, Gus Schreider, The Long Family, Jordan Oliver, Richard Wright, Brittany Fenwick, Alex Parr, Old Man Mojo, Dragonfly, the Body Barrelers, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. The world has still ended. Darcy was a cafeteria worker. Do you see that minotaur sitting out in the food court? What minotaur? Just an ordinary, everyday human, probably. Egerton, you didn't even need a fairy cake. Why did you eat a fairy cake? Because I stress eat sometimes. Egerton was a PR flack for the imperial government. This extremely devastating explosion was, in fact, a celebration. He's a flightless fairy with a sweet tooth. There were some zombies, but Blatt blew them up. I climbed a tree. And we're skipping ahead. And we're skipping ahead. Blatt used to be a filing clerk. I'll pneumatic tube it up, sir. Now he's discovering the secrets of his half-demon heritage, like his ability to summon a soul-bound weapon. Oh, you're here to destroy a time, eh? Well, eat bazooka! (laughs) Three normal dweebs, rescued from the end of the world and sent on a last-ditch quest to save all of reality. There is a way to stop the shattering, but we need you three. The End of Time and Other Bothers, an improvised fantasy role-playing game set in the world of Alba Salix. Find it in your favorite podcast app or visit otherbothers.com. There's no evil, so you're welcome. Flawless logic. Oh, boy.